Well, good evening. It is evening. Yeah, it I is evening. I used to say good morning, good didn't I? But I said good evening. And welcome back, Claire. You weren't with us. We <laughs> Thank had, you. We had a guest speaker. So we had Diana last week. And she did a great job. She did do a good job. and um, But it is good to have you back. And where were you? Where, where were you I? last week? Well, you're uh, at work, was, so you're not work, anywhere near yeah. where I am. Um, yes. So I'm working full time. Um it's mm. quite quite challenging and um come my evening somewhat exhausted <laughs> yes. and um enjoying it yeah, most it of is, the time it's a big change though for us isn't it so it is you know, it's a big I, change to our family life yeah i was reflecting so well, toby's 14 years so for 14 years i've come into the house at any time of day uh, and most of the time you've been around. Unless we were at Scottsdale's. Unless we did spend <laughs> quite a lot of time at Scottsdale's. <laughs> and now um, I'm still buzzing around in and out of the house, um, but I come back to an empty house. Yeah, such is a big... So I, something I hadn't appreciated is that it is a big change for me, but it's also quite a big change for you as well. Yeah, I think you... Well, yeah, I think it's a bigger change for you. Absolutely, <laughs> think, yes. Um, being thrown into school life and uh, and the whole work, um, getting back into work again. But, um, but yeah, it affects all of us and affects, you know, Fixed family as well, life. So, um, mm-hmm. but welcome back. It's good. So it's Thank late you. on a Sunday night. Um, uh, we've had a longest day, but we just thought we'd reflect a little bit on our passage. And I did. I, d- I thought when I w- was thinking this through, this idea of just taking a breath came into mm. mind. Just like, wow, Jesus has talked and done a lot. Uh, he's been charging around, and then we just have this really just interesting little snapshot, and it feels like a. Oh, okay, so all this has happened, and the disciples. So this is Matthew um, six, um, forty to um, sorry, sixty to seventy-one. Um, yeah, they've been around the lake. They've been in the synagogue. Oh, and you just said Matthew there. You mean sorry, John, John, don't yeah, you? John, yeah. Okay, just it's checking. a bit late. Um, and then we just have this this kind of bit that says, "Well, what what are people going to do? They've heard all this, and what do they do?" And most people, it seemingly, wander off. Um, uh, but the key disciples are left um, at the end. And it's like, a, oh, okay, let's just process all of the busyness of the experience. Mm. Uh, and then Jesus kind of just, you know, kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's just like the end of a long day. It does feel like it's the end of a long day. There's just, you know, a lot has been going on. A lot has been said and done. Mm. And then, and, and a lot of people have been, upset yeah. as well potentially and then there's the yeah. race well you know this is what it is mm. and it's an amazing image to think of all of the hubbub that's followed them around and we don't quite know how many days this over a few a couple of days um to just being the 12 i mean that's yeah. quite an image isn't it just this mass of people and we don't cut i mean it's hard to tell with the passage whether it is you know it says um it's hard teaching who can accept it. Um, so maybe there are still people around, but he then takes the 12 and it's like, okay, yeah. are you guys going to stick with me? Or are you, yeah. you know, wandering off? So there's obviously a big exodus. You know, yeah. We didn't say everyone, but there's a big ex- big movement. And then Jesus gathers with the few. Yeah. Um, uh, and we have this kind of little, you know, are you going to leave too? Do you want to leave too, do you? And Jesus asks them. Um, and then we also, you know, it's a really interesting way of written. And then we kind of have this insight because we, you know, we know that Judas is going to do what he's going to do. And, you know, it's kind of John alludes to that mm. or quite strongly alludes to that. It's um, just an, it's just yet another passage in John, which just makes me think, whoa, John, 
Just give us a break here. <laughs> and just give us some of the nice stuff. Say, say something nice. Yeah, um, okay. And it tends to finish a lot of things on a bit of a downer. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I would have to study right the way through, but there are a number of passages that seem to end on this <laughs> challenging or somber note. And he ends. Um, we're just starting our podcast, but this passage ends on a. Um, Yet one of you is a devil. Mm. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who was, though one of the twelve, was later to to betray him. Mm. Um, so it's it's hard to even start looking at this passage to take this passage without seeing that it's going to end in a fairly mm. negative way. Despite the fact that um, just before this rather negative verse, it has one of my favorite verses. Mm. Um, to whom shall we go? Yeah, you yeah. have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Mm. And this forms part of the liturgy of the Northumbria community. Mm, okay. um, so for me, I hear these words sung yeah, rather okay. than spoken because mm, okay. that's what I'm what I'm used to. Um, I'm not going to sing them now, <laughs> but um, but that's that's what goes around my head mm, okay. and. Um, to whom shall we go? And I think mm. I feel like that quite a lot, mm, that I don't have the answers and I'm honestly freely frustrated with Jesus. Mm. I feel like he hasn't shown up in the way that I want mm. him to. He hasn't done what I feel I need him to do. Yeah, okay. And yet there is a really strong sense of, yeah, but to whom shall mm. I go? You have the words of eternal life. Yeah, okay. Um so this verse is, you know, this verse really, really stands out to me. I can see that that playing out, that kind of conversation playing out over the years with our, you know, wrestlings with faith and yeah. you know, life. It's like, you know, we wrestle with it. We're frustrated with our faith, frustrated with, you know, kind of um, journeying with faith. But it's like we're always left with that. Yeah, but where else is there? Yeah, you sure. Know, um, you know, we believe that God created and loves this world and that Jesus, you know, is God enough and you can rile against it. We can you know, feel low and negative, but yeah, where else do we go? You yeah, know, where else has anything like that? Yeah, and that I I find this verse comes in even in my um, most unbelieving moments. Yeah, okay. even the moments where I'm about ready to throw in the towel. Mm. Um, there's just still that strong sense that yes, mm. you have the words of eternal life. Yeah, okay. Um, so to whom, to whom shall I go? Is it something of exasperation almost? Yeah, well, where can I go? Yeah, okay. To whom shall I go? Mm. You've got all that's left. Because they've seen that, haven't they? And I, I kind of, when I shared this morning about the, who's going to get in on the ground floor, who's going to really you know, yeah. get what Jesus is saying early on, and the disciples do, and they've seen something. They don't understand all of it, but they've seen something, and it's like, well, where else? How can we not continue? We've... We've seen the revelation. Um, yeah. You know, we are frustrated and struggle with it and are finding it hard and will continue to find it hard. But where else is yeah. there? Um, and yet one of the 12. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really touch on that. You know, this I morning, don't even know how. I don't know where you go with that. It's no. really, it's quite distressing almost. Yeah. You know, that one of the 12, it kind of challenges our mm. faith and our understanding of um why some people don't get it and some mm. people do i mean 
you know, statistically, yeah. Yeah. 11 out of 12 stayed firm. <laughs> yeah. um, but still, you know, there was, mm. there was one of those intimately close mm. um, to Jesus would have, you know, sat next to him mm. at dinner, uh, walked by him in the street mm. and would have just been there to listen mm. to all of his words, all of his um, innermost mm. teachings and yet chose to go against him. It's, it's an interesting uh, yeah, one. It's, you know, as a team dynamic, it's quite interesting because I think I can relate to some teams that I've been on um, inside church and around where there's been one or two people that you know don't quite, aren't quite on the same page. You know, I don't think I've ever... I know, but they weren't sitting next, <laughs> next to the one who had the words of eternal life. No, I'm just talking about the dynamic, of yeah. the group dynamic. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever called them the devil, but you know, sometimes it might yeah. feel like they were. <laughs> I think you've got close um, a few times. But there's yeah, that dynamic of knowing that you're not united. And whether the whole team knew or whether it was just Jesus who knew that you know, not everyone's on the same page, you know, not everyone, you know, Judas isn't going to see it through. Mm. Um, but just knowing that your team isn't united, you know, either mm. struggling to keep up with you there, you know, really kind of keep banging their heads against what you're saying. They're slow. They're, you know, taking their time to get it. And one of them, yeah, you know, is at the end of the day going to sell you out. Yeah. That's kind of like. And the other thing is dimensions that, this was written yes after the event m many years later yeah. after the event john was writing this in and there's a number of times judas has mentioned mm. um it's a literary almost thing as, well, as if it? like yeah. you know it was predicted right then and there yeah. that um he was going to to fall and yet mm. it was perhaps more subtle yeah i think it probably yeah was more subtle than that kind of you know did he really say that how would they all if he if he did say it that way, yeah, you know, how would that group feel if you know? Well, he are you the devil? Who's the, who's the devil here? Yeah, uh, in this um, conversation, so there is something of that artistic communication that John yeah. puts across in the gospel. Um, but um, but yeah, that idea of where else um, are they going to? I mean, the passage is, and I you know I've worked really hard on this, you know, John series. You know, I've put mm. in you know hours of study and reflection and. I've, I, had, I did come, I've, I don't think it came across on Sunday morning, but I'm pretty exhausted by it. Uh, and this idea of just, okay, just break. Let's just, you mm. know, kind of just rest a little bit in the word and, and reflect on it. You know, I, I shared a little bit about understanding the passage. Um, you know, this idea of, you know, kind of going through it. You know, this is offensive teaching. How can anyone, yeah, um, sure. uh, anyone do it? And the, it, it says... They anyway translate it hard teaching, but it is more offensive. You know, this is offensive. It's not just hard. This is, you know, how can anyone cope with this? Yeah, um, sure. The crowd says. And then this whole idea of, um, I don't know if it worked this morning, but kind of relating verse 40 with 65, this idea. Is it everyone or is it just those chosen? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I went off on a bit of a, a tangent there. It felt when I read it, uh, when I was reading it and reflecting on it, it felt like a big deal, but I don't know if it kind of was in the end. No, I feel it... Uh, well, I noticed both verses stood out to me uh, okay. when they were read in their own time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so which which one is it? Verse so 40. forty is for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. This verse really spoke to me mm, because okay. 
it is in line with my own view of salvation, yeah. which is that ultimately I believe that come the last day, God mm. will bring everybody mm. to himself. And not everybody holds that belief, mm. but I personally believe that none shall be lost, that he mm. will find a way of redeeming us all. Um, on the other hand, there's a verse that is much um, mm. much more commonly used in evangelical circles, which is now, which one is that again, verse? Yeah, so 65. 65. And he went on to say, this is why I told them that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. Yeah, and that you've got to hold those two verses in tension. Yeah, you really haven't. You? And you can't have one without the other. No. And I can pick and choose which verse backs up my own belief, mm. but I can't ultimately do that with the Bible. That doesn't mean I can't have my own understanding, and I can think that through from my own personal mm. experience and from what I've ultimately read of the Bible. But one must hold these two verses in tension. No, I mean, they both, so, you know, the first one, you know, speaks into more universalism, you know, everyone, yeah. it's all okay, everyone's all right, you know, in the end, uh, the first one does speak into that predestination and God has chosen yeah. the, the elect, the few, and they're the ones that can um, come to him. Um, and I've, I've heard people try to get around it in various different ways, saying uh, God chooses and then kind of the son sees yeah, the people okay. that God has chosen and things. Mm. I, I just think they're um, they they're here specifically, and John intended them yeah. to be written in the way he didn't necessarily intend them to be looked at separately. Um, no, and I think because both extreme extremes can pick on those verses and formulate a theology around them, and that's yeah. what happens, isn't it? So you get two entrenched viewpoints. Um, and I think something of my journey is how do we hold those two things in tension without necessarily coming to a conclusion? And know, except this, this is mystical teaching as well. Yeah, it is. And yeah, we think it should be all buttoned down to A to Z, yeah. you know, systematic, systematized, you know, all understood. But this is hard stuff, you know, and, and the, you know, this, you know, you kind of push it and you say, well, God obviously knows everything. So he knows who's going to accept and who's yeah. not. You know, he knows who's going to understand and who isn't um you know the wording of 65 is um it comes to me unless the father has enabled them the enemy say enable them but it's you know it's kind of give or gifted them okay. you know this idea of grace to them they've you know, unless the father gives grace to them and we know that grace is abundant and you know for all so mm. it's well if we know it's for all then he's enabled that in everyone you know so i think that's kind of how i've resolved it in my mind but it's not as simple you know it's a, there's no. a bit of kind of um you know jumping around to get to that mm-hmm. um and i think i need to to continue to be comfortable in the uh, yeah okay they're both there um yeah. and they both feel like they contradict each other a little bit um and how do i reconcile that or can i live without reconciling mm. that um because there is some tension there and i've gone on loads about everyone <laughs> it's like it's for everyone mm. you know it's like yeah jesus made it abundantly clear everyone is welcome at the table and then you have a passage like a verse like that and it's like oh okay yeah okay but you know how do we how do we understand that and that's not just in john I'd, that's throughout. Uh, however it, it doesn't in any way say that um the father can't have gifted no. everyone he can't have no. enabled everyone that no. you look at it and see um 
So this is why I told you no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. And and so we look that actually he will enable. Yeah, and th- I mean, the other element is, is it specific to this conversation? Yeah, because he's talking to the big crowd. The verse before is, is there are some of you who do not um, believe, for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. So they, mm. you know, he's looking at the crowd, you know, and then is it specifically, this is why I told you that no one can come to the unless the father was noble. But is it unique to that conversation with mm. Jesus just then? Um, but I don't know, it's hard to... Hard I also to find it interesting that you call this passage a rest passage. Yeah, well, I think I, need, I think I was I the one that needed a rest. You perhaps needed rest, but um, there's still there's <laughs> so much nitty-gritty I know, I think it was in me. this passage. It was me. I was just exhausted by it. And I just thought, okay, I just... How do we just... And I see why you're exhausted because <laughs> I just don't feel John lets up. No. Like, the feeding of the 5,000 should have been an easy break. And yet, as soon as you start looking yeah. into it, there's so much there. Similarly, um, Jesus walks on water. Mm. There's there's just so much to unpick in John. He's He layers everything up. Um, and, and it keeps going. I think I come here with an eye to the next chunk and it's still i mean it's a lot of arguing yeah a lot of stuff to get through there's uh, not many you know wandering on a grassy bank. and this is in the early life of jesus <laughs> yes. we're not even you know towards his latter through days yet. no we're not halfway through um so yeah john so I d- feels I d- yeah, I d- intense I think, I think the break resonated because it was people broke with jesus at this point you know, yeah people left him and took a yeah said no nah, i can't go any further and i think was trying to build on that a little bit so we mm. hear all this stuff and it's like okay so can we stay with can we stay with jesus you know through this hard teaching mm. um or are we drifting off and um i think that's kind of where it came from and then i think it was going back to this how do we consume jesus or how do we do yeah. this you know he's gone made this very dramatic very pretty ugly analogy of you know eating flesh and drinking blood which is yeah. a very alien concept to us now but also to is it yeah, I mean, it's sure. what the pagans did it's not what you yeah. know the jewish nation did they wouldn't do that um similar like we wouldn't it's not something that you'd you know you, you'd sort of understand if someone said that to you um so it was really but this idea of consuming and 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 kind of eating that's why the bit in jeremiah came up so you know, i get joy from eating the word and eating mm. something of uh what god is and consuming it and um and that's i do of, think we take these verses very lightly because we've heard them since Sunday school. Yeah. Um. So we've we've heard that I am the bread of life. Yeah. You know that everyone should eat from me. Mm. That the idea of just of you standing up on a Sunday yeah. morning and saying, Come "I up. want you to <laughs> eat my flesh and drink my blood," yeah, is it's hideous. Well, it? yeah. It's not going to go down well at all. Um. And so he was. He was a teacher. People mm. were following him. And then he says these radical words. Because they, they would have understood it in the sense of sacrifice, animal sacrifice. Yes. You know. um, but that could make it even more offensive. Yeah. Because th- that was the sacrifice that was offered up to God. So yeah. um, the idea that this person is saying they are the sacrifice is also hard teaching. And I think we hear the words. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I heard this. So you read the Bible and. Um, on you kind of hear it in the in a particularly um, posh English accent. Do you? Which bit? So um, 
many of his disciples said, and then it's, uh, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? You know, you feel like the words hard teaching sounds Mm. like it could have come out of C.S. Lewis or something, (laughs) uh, some kind of, um, you know, old story. Um, But it's not hard teaching. Mm. It's, as you said, kind of obscene teaching. Yeah, offensive and offensive. And that, you know, how can, you know, who can accept it was a response. This is so offensive. Mm. You know, imagine today something that's just like so offensive that no one can accept that as the truth. No one would comprehend, you know, what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and understand that. Um, so it's a, you know, I, I think you're right. I think I forced it as a bit of a... Um, uh, arrest, but um, because I look ahead and think, oh my goodness, we've still got quite a lot. And, but also on hearing it, uh, that this is hard teaching. Maybe that's a p- that this is a pause for us to say, yeah. actually, this has been this um, has been hard teaching. Are we wanting to go on with John? You yeah. know, John John's gospel has been hard yeah. teaching, and we're only still in chapter six. Yeah, do we want to go on with it? Mm. And I'd say, you know. Actually, yes, there's still so much to learn. There's mm. so much uh, richness mm. and um, wisdom and a real hard look at the life mm. of Jesus. But it's hard teaching. Yeah. So do we want to be uh, one of the, well, you could say one of the 12 that goes yeah. on, but ultimately one of the 11 mm. that goes on, because not in counting the women, I have to say, the women probably would not be counted. And yet it's also understood that the women would probably still be around at this point. Yeah, some of them are footing the bill as well. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, you know, let's not forget the women. And and you're right. And I think, you know, as we, you know, we talk in home group, as we reflect together, there is an onus on us kind of really doing some of the groundwork here and really some of the wrestling with it. And, um, and not everyone wants to do that. I'm well aware that yeah, I mean, sure. it's not for everyone. But I think if we are to grow and learn and be different next year as we are this year, if we're going to you know, move on in our faith, we can't just keep repeating the same you know, kind of reception year over and over again. Mm. We have to graduate. We have to go a little bit further. Otherwise, we just kind of have done reception for 40 years yeah. and not ever gone on and further in our faith. And I think past understanding passages like this are ones that help us to go just a little bit deeper and take it on a little bit of a deeper journey yeah um but it does it isn't a simple thing no it's quite a challenge it's like you say it's moving past reception in school it's moving past the the abcs and and yeah and i think there's a yeah i think there's a huge sway in church that is not just our church but general that is this idea that you're you've been a christian for 40 years but you've just done the same year yeah 40 years you've not yeah. you've not moved on and i think you know how do we grow and uh, and graduate and learn more and i think that's a um a real challenge mm. you know for all the others you just keep repeating the same stuff we keep have we heard so much and you know not moved on in our faith yeah um, i think it's a really difficult one and how do we stay together when we have differing understandings of it because you know we will mm. we'll read different things into this we bring our own you know, kind of perspectives on it. We uh, reflect on it, but there's that commitment to love each other despite yeah, what some sure. of those differences um, look like. And I think the whole predestination thing, although I don't think it's a huge thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a big thing. We'll see what any feedback, you know, I get. But um, cause people have fallen out about it, schisms and church splits and everything else over... Not only, you know, kind of people have been martyred yeah. over these things. This is, these have been big deals in yeah. the past. People have 
have been killed for these yeah. these beliefs. Um, so how do we live together? Yeah. And love each other and choose unity over yeah, yeah. the differences. Because there's 101 things you can fall out about as a church. You know, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, but are you committed to understand and, you know, yeah. to see love o- above all those things? Um, and that's where I think real community comes from. And reading these words again and again and being prepared to hear a different message each yeah. time you read them. As yeah. you grow, you may hear a different message. You may hear a message one year and some years later hear a different message because you're yeah. at a different stage in your faith and God's ready to reveal mm. something new. And um, at no point in our lives are we ever going to be too no. old or too wise to hear something new well, that, from God. Yeah. So the feeding of the 5,000 is a really interesting one, isn't it? Mm. I, I worked really hard. I wrestled with that passage and really you know, tried to connect it in with some of the um, sort of Old Testament and working through. And I think there's some new stuff that I, I hadn't thought about before. Yeah, uh, I don't sure. think other people have thought about before. And it's like, you know, there is, there is always, you know, deeper things to go. There's always, mm. you know, more to reflect. And honestly, I've probably heard loads of sermons on, on the feeding of the 5,000. I think we all have. We, mm. But we probably all go back to a Sunday school understanding of it. And yeah. I think not see some of the um, depth to the story. Yeah. Um, and it just gets stuck on loop in Sunday school. Yeah. And we never get beyond it. Um, and same with Jesus walking on water, same with some of these other big, you know, kind of parable sign, mm-hmm. you know, stories. Um, but, um, but yeah, well, I think we've kind of done, done that. So the, the plan is to keep going till Easter and John, and then we're going to do something else for a bit. Yeah. Which I think, I think sounds about right. Yeah. It feels about right. Doesn't it? Um, I'm just also trying to think, um, what else is going on? So church wise, um, yeah, I don't know. It feels a little bit quiet to a certain extent. You know, yeah. There's something going yeah. on. We're, the eco team are, are kind of running the repair cafe next week. Yeah. So that should be a, hopefully a positive thing. We've got Cafe Church, um, which is a, another positive yeah, thing. Yeah, excited about Cafe Church. Yeah. It's a really, really positive time. It's a good time to witness to our children mm. as well, to have them in the fellowship and uh, to be able to share all ages together yeah. i think that's a real blessing mm. um to share some food together i think you know mm. it's a bit it's off it's a bit scary like you've got to go in and it's different and you don't yeah. sit in your usual space and you've got to find a table at, with people yeah. um and these are all quite scary things but i think mm. um in some ways this is where um real church community mm. can be um so i'm quite I think when we first started them before the pandemic, it felt like, oh my goodness, there's something really lovely about this. This Really special. Yeah, Yeah. something church about this that maybe Mm. we lose in the presentation in the one person standing at the front, everyone sitting, facing them stuff. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they're kind of sitting around a round table, you know, and uh, and eating together and uh, and just being. Yeah. Yeah, I think generations being together. Because yeah, I don't want to do down what you do. No, but church isn't all about the preach. It's not. It's not it's all not about, all about, the, about preach. the dude at the front. It's not all about the no. worship band. You know, church is about us being together. Yeah. It's about the body of Christ, which is our verse for the year. Yeah. It is about us being the body of Christ. And mm. I think, although that might feel scary, mm. I think that's really what we need to and be doing. And they have been really well received. I mean, I've been a little, I got a little bit of pushback when we first did it. Um, but um, I think since then, um, they've been really well received as a time just to be together. 
um, uh, and I really appreciate the team and Diana's done great to pull a team together to lead on that. So it feels absolutely, like it, people work hard. Yeah, and, and it also feels like really a week well. off. Yeah, they don't sure. do anything. That's yeah. quite good, isn't it? And I get to sit next to you, which yeah. is a really <laughs> rare <laughs> and thing. That happens. Um, and we get to sit with our kids and um, give them some croissants. Mm. Um, so be at Cafe Church. Be at Cafe Church next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, interesting enough, we're taking communion. So we're going to have communion around awesome. um, the tables, which I think is a nice thing to do. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Um, I think I'll just pray a blessing. Yeah, us. sure. Should we do that? And um, uh, just in, in the same sort of tone as just resting in Scripture and, and kind of reflecting on Scripture, let me just pray a blessing on you um, as we depart. Lord God, we hear that Jesus says he's the bread of life, but we get caught up with all sorts of other consumption. We get caught up with uh, rushing around uh, with our own ego, our own uh, understanding of things. Help us to live with and consume the bread of life in our life, in our choices, uh, in the direction of travel with where we're going and why we do it. And Lord God, as we just uh, continue to reflect on the Gospel of John, I pray that you would transform us, that we would graduate, we'd move on in our faith, we'd move up a year group, uh, we would learn more uh, of the mystery and the truth that we see uh, in Jesus' life. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, and we will try, I think we're going to try and do it every Sunday night. We'll see how yeah, we Yeah, let's see how family so we life works that, around and that. Then, um, but I think that's the plan. But um, God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.